Okay, good morning everybody. Um Bershus Rabbi Crown. So we are on Yidalid Ahmed Aleph. We are about five lines down from the bottom where it says Bakitema right in the middle of the line. Um the last word of the line is Mamzer, just five lines in the bottom. So we were talking about again the the, the um the machlokas between Beishamai and Beis Hillel, and essentially about how there's the whole notion that we discussed um last week that even though they had different opinions, they would um, marry each other's daughters, or they marry women from each other's families, as well as they would interchange um, utensils, even though they had different opinions on Tumantara. So we kind of got into a whole discussion around whether it's appropriate to have um, different rules for different people. From a Lotus-Godudu perspective, is it a, why why would it make sense for Beit Shammai to have one perspective or one thing that they did in Beis Hillel to have one thing that they did? Shouldn't it be one uniform set of halacha? So we kind of went back and forth on that for a while. Um, so picking up from Vichitema, um, so we talked about, we were just talking about the concept of maybe part of the reason that they went this way was because they um, had different opinions about um, what was considered a, whether the child of such a, of these unions would result in a mom's error or not, and whether they agreed upon, you need to have both a, um, this, this, this chi of kares and a mom's error for it not to count as being eligible for yibam, or whether it was okay from based on a lav or not. So, And if you're going to say that Beis Hillel holds, that a mom's error does not result from People, from women that are prohibited to get together with a with a man under a chi of kares, right? Which would be uh, meaning that if all they did was they did yibum inappropriately, or they did yibum rachalitza inappropriately, where they or, where they went with someone else, or they didn't do yibum or or rachalitza inappropriately, and that's a lav. So if they marry the wrong person, that's a lav, as opposed to if they marry someone they're not allowed to, who's an erva, that's kares. So if he says that a mamzer doesn't come from a woman who is not permitted from a lav, Fama Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says from a b'raisa, even though they disagreed about the concept of the co-wife, right? That's kind of where we all started. So whether the co-wife of someone who is an erva is or is not supposed to do yibum. So you have um, a, a man is a man passes away. He has two wives. His brother, let's say, is the father of one of his wives. So that clearly the the wife that's his daughter, he can't do any relationship with. But then there's a second wife who has no relationship to the other brother. So the whole question is whether there's a concept of yibum there. Um, so modim she'ein mamzer elamisha yisura yisura erva ve'enish They all agree that a mamzer only comes about from a woman who is. A forbidden because of the concept of erva, and it's a concept where it's chi of kares. It's not only a lav; it's also a kares. El lav shmamina. We can't learn from our Mishnah um, where it says lo asu lo asu. So maybe what we're saying is that that they that that Beis um, all they they only follow the opinion of Beis Hill. Again, the question was just to clarify. The question here was that. Although Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel had different opinions, what did Beit Shammai really do? Did they just say, okay, I have this opinion, but I'm still going to do what Beit Hillel said? Or did they actually follow their opinion and, and do something else? Well, the Olam Asu, no, they, they clearly 
acted according to their opinion. And nevertheless, Beis Hillel would marry the women of Beis Shammai, Demodelelu Parshu, because they would they would let each other know. So Beis Shammai would say, by the way, don't be involved with this woman because she's in a category that you would go against. So um, and that's kind of where we concluded yesterday. So um, so how do we know about this? How can we prove? So now the Gemara is going to talk about how do we know that they really did this? How do we know that Beis Shammai would tell Beis Hillel about these relationships that they shouldn't pursue? The Hachinami Mistabra, it's a reasonable assertion. The Katani Seifa, we learned in a later part of the Misha that says, Kol HaTaharos so if they had a difference of opinion about Tuma and Tahara, right, whether a certain utensil was Tame or a certain utensil was Tahar, they didn't refrain from using those items, so they wouldn't refrain from borrowing from each other to use those items, because they would tell each other, don't bother, don't borrow this one because it doesn't meet your criteria of Tame, of Tama and Tahara. It makes sense that if you say that they would tell them about the items that are tame, so that they wouldn't use them. And because of that, they didn't have to refrain from borrowing each other's stuff. So because there was this understand, understood um, understood method of being where they would tell each other, by the way, I know that you don't use this pot because it's, you would consider it Tame, so don't pop, borrow this pot, and that's how they, that was their their underlying point of view, so therefore they would always borrow from each other. But if you say that they didn't tell each other about this, if you want to dispute the fact that they told each other about whether Tame or Tar, how could they, how could this be? How could you say, how could they borrow things from each other? It's understandable that Beit Shammai wouldn't stop borrowing from Beis Hillel because Beis, Beis Hillel was more machmir about certain things of, of Tuma than Beis Shammai was. So, um, therefore, there's no reason for Beis Shammai not to borrow from Beis Hillel because everything that Beis Hillel said was tahar. Beis Shammai also said was tahar. The Thomas to Beis Hillel, Beis Shammai tahar because anything that was Tami to Beis Hillel um, was, was tahar to Beis Shammai. Beis Hillel was more machmir than Beis Shammai. So, therefore, anything that Beis Hillel would say is tahar and would use, clearly Beis Shammai would use as well. But the other way around, why didn't Beis Hillel not borrow from Beis Shammai? Because there's things that Beis Shammai said were Tahor that Beis Hillel would say was Tameh. So therefore, you know, Beis Shammai might have had 10 pots, and they, the two of them that they said was Tahor, Beis Hillel would say were Tameh. So therefore, it, without knowing that information, how could Beis Hillel borrow from Beis Shammai? Tahor is to Beis Shammai, Beis Hillel to Beisinu, that things that were Tahor according to Beis Shammai, those two pots are Tameh to Beis Hillel. No, it's not because they, um, it's not because um, Beis Hillel informed Beis, is, is it not, it's a question, is it not because they must have told them what was Tahar and Tameh? No, we learn from them that it must be that Beis Hillel would tell Beis Shammai and Beis Shammai would t- tell Beis Hillel about things that were, didn't follow their opinion and therefore they shouldn't do. Umay umad hachmach. So why do we need to know this case? So we learned this case about the marriage and about Yibam, right? So why do you also have to tell us this case about Tuma and Tara when it comes to pots? Right, because back in the Mishnah, the Mishnah said in both cases, the Mishnah said about um, marriage and Yibam, and the Mishnah also said about Tuma and Tahara. So why do you need about the Tuma and Tahara if you already talked about the the marriage and Yibam? Gemara answers, you might have thought, Sara Kala Isla. 
that when the wife of a, when the co-wife of an erva when you have this situation of yibum it becomes widely known it's like something that makes makes the press right so everyone knows about if there's a situation where the tsara of a yib of an erva is taken in yibum everybody would know about it therefore there's no reason that they have to advertise it it becomes like for however however this is they would know about it therefore you don't need to talk about it kamash Milan, that they also teaches us about the case of pots and pans and utensils that even in a case where um, it wasn't a common knowledge they would make sure to tell each other about it so because of that you would need that other case to say that even in a case where it wasn't wasn't widely known they would let each other know um, so Gufa, we learned in the in the earlier uh, last on the Daf Aleph of our Daf, Amr Even though they disagreed about the tsara, about the co-wife, Modim Mamzer Isra They agreed that Mamzer only comes about in a situation where um, it's an Isra of Erva, where it's a forbidden union, and the the punishment for that is Kares. Aman modim, who agrees with whom, right? Is it does Beishame follow what you know? Give in to Beishelo, or does Beishelo give in to Beishamai? Ilame Beishamai Beishelo. You might say that what Rabbi Lezer is talking about is that Beishamai agrees with Beishelo. That Beishamai agrees that if the tsara, if the co-wife of a of a woman remarries without having chalitza, they are not mamzerim. Shita. That's obvious because according to Beishamai. She it's only following a lav. It's if you're following a lav, there's no kares here, so there's nothing to even talk about. So agree, the fact that he agrees with Beis Hillel doesn't add on anything because that follows his general opinion. Um, that that if you if someone is gets married and they are a violation of a lav, a, a, a prohibition, you know, a prohibition that would basically say you're not supposed to marry this person, but it doesn't come with kares. Um, they don't consider them a mamzer. Ela Beis Hillel or Beis Shammai. must mean that Beis Hillel agrees with Beis Shammai that if the co-wife of an erva does yibum, which Beis Hillel does forbids, but Beis Shammai allows, her descendants are not mamzerim because Beis Shammai would say in that case it's valid. It's not. A, it's no kares. So they would say in that case that that they're not mamzerim. But this doesn't make sense. He gufa because she is prohibited according to Beis Hillel. She's prohibited from a kares perspective. So it's not just enough to say that just because Beis Shammai wouldn't say she's high of kares that they're not mamzerim. In this case, Beis Hillel would say that she's high of kares. So it's, you can't say that they both agree because they both disagree. You know, Beis Shammai would say you don't get you don't get kares, and Beis Hillel would say you do get kares. So according to Beis Hillel, they would be a mamzer, and according to Beis Shammai, they wouldn't be a mamzer. So you can't say that they're agreeing that when there's no kares. They're not mamzerim because they're not agreeing about whether there's kares or not. So the prerequisite for whether they're considered a mamzer is whether they get kares, and that's the actual point that they disagree about. So you can't say that they're agreeing because they're not agreeing. Um, so olam beishamay lebeishilol. What Rabbi Lezer means is that beishamay agrees with beishilol. and it means to go against the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. The Amar yesh mamzer lovem, who says that a mamzer is possible even in a case where a woman is um, forbidden by an ordinary love, Kamash Malan, the Ein Mamzer Mechai Ve'lavim, or what is it teaches us that a Mamzer doesn't come about from a normal um, a normal violation of a love. It has to come by virtue of Kares. Um, so now the Gemara is going to give us proofs that Beit Shammai did their own thing. Like we talked about 
earlier, did they um, just have an opinion but not follow it, or did they actually follow through? Tashma, this we learned, you know, we're ready, in the case of a, of a co-wife, even though that they argued about the case of a co-wife, and Ba'achayos, um, this talks about a case of um, there are four brothers, and two of them married two sisters, and then those that were married to the two sisters, they died, though they require chalitza, but they may not go do yibam. So that's it's a complicated case. We don't need to go into it. We're going to talk about it eventually on daf chafvav amin aleph. So we don't need to talk about it now. But let's just say it's an area that they disagree. Ubeget um, yashan in a case of an old get. An old get is where um, old get is where someone writes a get, does not give it to his wife yet. He's holding on to it, and he does. He's he's miached with her. He's alone with her. So there's a difference of opinion between Beis Hill and Beis Shammai about whether that get is still valid because he, he wrote it with the intent of giving it, but at the same time he didn't give it, but he d- continues to do acts that could be would consider uh, continuing the marriage even though he's written this get. So one opinion would be that since he wrote it, it's it's since since he was um, he was secluded with her, the get is no longer valid. And the other opinion is no, that doesn't really matter. In the case of a woman who is a suffolk about whether she's married. This goes back to the case that we learned of um, a young girl who was married off by her mother or her brother. So her father, so normally, just to refresh, normally a, a young girl, her father is allowed to marry her off. But if the father dies, then the mother or the brother are allowed to marry her off. However, she has the right to reject the marriage. So at any point, or at some point, she's allowed to say, I'm out, and the marriage is annulled retroactively. So that's considered, a, she's married, but she's married with doubt, because at any point she could undo the marriage. So that's, a, that's another case where they disagree. In the case of someone who divorces his wife, and they actually then go ahead and they live together, they stay together in the same place, so they're alone together. So the question is, is that the virtue of them being alone together, does that, does that create an act of marriage again that nullifies the divorce? So even though they did a divorce, they divorced by virtue of them having, you know, being in a place where conceivably they could have had relations together, which is an act of marriage. Is that considered as if they're somehow remarried again? Um, and the Bekesev Veshavei Kesev, Pruta Veshavei Pruta. In the case of when you do marriage with either a silver coin or with a or with a pruta, with a with a dinar, or with a pruta. So there's a difference of opinion of what the minimum is to do kiddushin. Where you know, as you all know, we follow um, base hillel, and base hillel would say you just need such shava pruta, something that's worth a, a pruta. Base hill, base shamay would say no, you need to use something that's worth a, a silver dinar, the higher amount. And the low nimnu, and in all, they, have, they agree in all these cases. And despite all these, they didn't refrain from Beis Shammai, didn't stop marrying the women of Beis Hillel. Well, Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. Beis Hillel did not stop. They intermarried, the, 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 even though that what was allowed by one would in theory be a mamzer from the other, right? So, um, because it was all these other, other chiyovim. And teaches you that they had um, warm relations and, and connections between one and the other. to fulfill the pasuk that says, love, truth, and peace. That even though they had differences of opinion and they each followed their own views, they respected the other other family's view, and they would let them know. By the way, 
Um, I know that you wouldn't, this this particular woman wouldn't meet your criteria. It's not a good shidduch for you. And they would trust each other. Um, Rabbi Shimon Omer, nimnu hein minavadei, v'lo nimnu minasafek. It's not this. That they would stay away from those that would have, you know, clear, obvious issues. But they wouldn't stay away from cases of suffix. So some of these things might be more, um, there might be more definite um, reasons. There might be more definite parts of these things that they disagreed about. And some of the things are more from a suffix perspective. So they would go along with the suffix things. So what are we talking about? It's understandable if you say that Beishamai followed their opinions. Because of that, Beis Hillel would stay away from marrying into Beishamai. But if you say that Beishamai did not follow their opinions, so again, we just said that they would, you know, that we, keep, we keep going back to the same points, right? We just said that Beis Hillel and Beishamai, they would, they would go forward when it was, a, when it was just a suffix, but they would stay away when it was a vadai, right? It wasn't, when it was clear. So if you're going to say that they ever stayed away from marrying each other, that means that Beishamai must have done things that were according to their opinion, even though the general ruling was Beis Hillel. Right? Again, we keep going back to the point. It wasn't just a matter of principle, but they still followed Beis Hillel. Or was it, you know, Beishamai did their thing and Beis Hillel did their thing. So we keep going back and trying to prove that they actually did their thing. So the, the fact that Number one, we say that they, they either they told each other about the differences because of Shalom and Reyes, or Rav Shimon said because they because we've learned that they stayed away from the Vadai and they only and they um, only got you know married each other on the Suffolk, the fact that they stayed away also proves that there were things that they, they did different from one from the other. So the Gemara still doesn't like this. For Tisvara, do you think this is good enough? Um, Nahi Nami Daasu, that even even though that you might say that Beit Shammai followed their opinion, you could say that maybe only Beit Hillel stopped marrying the women of Beit Shammai, because the women could be from a Chi of Kares, and they will be Mamzerim according to Beit Hillel. So even though Beit Shammai would allow them, Beit Hillel would say they're Chi of Kares, and therefore would be Mamzerim, and therefore they would stay away from them. El Beishamai, Amai Nino Beishalel, but did, why did Beishamai have to stay away from marrying the women of Beishalel? Because according to them, you know, Beishalel was more machmir, and therefore anyone that Beishalel was okay with, they would clearly be, be, away, be away with. Rechayavim lavim Nino, that, that worst case scenario, that they're just they're just not following a lav. It's not it's not a case of kares, it's a case of lav only. Ukshayim Nino, and therefore they would be permissible for them to get married. Mara answers could the Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Um, this was only about specifically about the case of the Tsara, about the co-wife. Here too, that when we say this, we're only specifically talking about the case of the Tsara. So it's not like we're able to broadly apply what we, st- what we said here that they we, they would follow along with each other in all these cases. It's limiting it and saying what we're really talking about here is only specifically in the case of the one thing of the co-wife. So we, we learned earlier that there were things that were, that, that they would stay away from the vadai, from the definites, and they would follow along with the possibles. So the question is, what's definite and what's possible, right? My shnanamina vadai. So what's different in a case that they would stay away from marrying on the definites, on the vadais? The isurahu, it's, it's that it's an iser. 
Safik nami isiruhu. So why is a suffix something that's not a not a vadai? Why is that also just because it's a suffix, it's questionable? The fact that they rule that you shouldn't do it because of this questionable status, why does that make it any less? If Beis Hillel feels that you don't do something because of a suffix, and therefore it's against them, therefore they would say, maybe perhaps you're high of carves for that, and it causes a mamzer. So why would they allow themselves to get together when it comes to a suffix? Um, the Gemara therefore restates what Rav Shimon says, Lo tema mina suffix. Um, he doesn't mean that they would stop marrying a woman that was suffix. But it means that they did not they did not stop marrying a woman who there wasn't any information about her, meaning they wouldn't really delve in. If they didn't know clearly that there was an issue, they wouldn't they wouldn't um, stop marrying into the family. So they wouldn't like told they wouldn't I, I don't know how much they would scrutinize the, the individual women, but if they have if they did, there wasn't like clear information that said that there was an issue with this that they that they would have to disassociate from um they would go forward with the marriage um the mode because if she weren't eligible they the one group would let the other group know her for her forbidden status and they would stay away um so each because each each team big chami base hillel was good about telling the other team about the people that they shouldn't marry they wouldn't worry about questionable, not questionable, val, you know, all that stuff because they would say if I, if they didn't tell me anything about it, that means that I'm not supposed to. Ban, I'm not. I, I am okay to marry them. So the Gemara answers, "Am I Kamash Milan?" So what is the Brisa teaching us by saying all this? What are we actually learning from this? The Ava Vereyas Nogim that they treated each other nicely, that they were friends. Hainu Reisha, we learned that from the beginning of the Mishnah, right from the Brisa, right at the beginning, we learned about this. Hakamash Milan. By teaching us this, the Kulei Rabbi Shimon, that the entire Baraisa follows the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, that um, and therefore and therefore we learn that they would they would do in all these cases, and whether it's cart, whether it's marriage or whether it's um, the utensils or any of those things, that they would rely on each other to tell each other about the differences of opinion, and because of that, they would not refrain from marrying into each other or doing things together. So. Um, Another, the Gemara is going to give another proof about that Beit Shammai followed, did what they said they were, they followed the, their opinion and didn't just have it as a matter of principle. Tashma, der Amar Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, heyach halacha zerubachos liyisrael. How should you treat, treat the halacha um, in the case, how should, when you have these situations where a um, hatsara of an Arabah goes to Yivam, how should that information get shared? How should people know about that? How do, how do we bring that out? Should we follow the opinion of Beit Shammai who allows Yivam with an Erva, with a Tzara of an Erva? If we don't do anything, we don't tell anybody about it, then it, the, the woman, then the child is a Mamzer if you follow the opinion of Beis, of Beis Hillel. Should we always follow the opinion of Beis Hillel and allow the Tzara of the Erva to marry without performing Kalisa? If we do then, Vlad that the Vlad, the, the child is is it's not necessarily a mamzer, but it has an issue because it didn't follow the opinion of Beit Shammai. Bo to resolve this, let us establish for these tsaros, for these co-wives, So they created this, you know, general concept that they do would do chalitza and not do yibum. 
However, so they were going to establish this as the principle, you know, of, of the land. Everyone would do the same thing. But they weren't able to do this before they, whatever it was, ran out of time. Um, so I'm not sure what that really means, but they ran out of time. But they weren't able to, to make it happen. So, Amrlo Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel, So, what do we do? So, let's say that they're going to establish from here on in that um, that the tsaros are invalid, or or whatever you're going to do in terms of yibam or chalitza. So, what do we do about anything that happened prior to now? Right? And let's say they wanted to establish from this point forward a general principle. So, what do we do about those tsaros who already they did yibam with? They didn't do chalitza. What do you do from now on in? In theory, maybe they're they're um, they would be considered their children would be considered mamzerim. Iamarta bishlama asu. If you want, if you're going to say that Beit Shammai followed their opinions, how did the Karmanasa? That makes sense to say what should we do now? Because if if Beit Shammai didn't really do what they said, but always followed Beis Hillel, then um, why do we need to have this? Why are we worried about this? No one, no one did anything but Beis Hillel did. So therefore, this must prove that Beit Shammai followed what they did, right? El iamarta lo asu. And if you want to say that they that they did it, or if you say they did it, it makes sense. If you say they didn't do it, um, it doesn't make sense. So again, these are all trying to prove whether Beit Shammai did or didn't do it. Rav Shimon Gamliel was only with respect to the Tsara himself. And he says, what should we do? This is what he meant. Those Tsaros of the Beis Hillel, who remarried with Achalitza before Rav, before the proposal of Rav Yaakov and Nuri, according to Beis Shammai, who prohibit them, what should we do with them? Should they now? Should they do Chalitza now? They already got. They they were already would be would be repulsive to their husbands, meaning that they already did Yibam with someone else. Now they're going to come back to their husbands. How is that possible? If you say let them let them become, we don't have to worry about this. We don't have to worry about, about the fact that they were going to do um, Yibam, and now they're going to do Chalitza, that this whole whatever happened, and therefore they're going to be repulsive to their husbands. The final answer is, that you don't want to put the women in a situation where their, their husbands are not going to want to marry them or be with them. Um, so I think what this will stop, and hopefully Rabbi Korn will pick up on the top of um, Tesvav and Aleph. This is a, I know it's a little bit complicated, but hopefully he'll make it clearer than I have. Um, so with this, we'll conclude for this week, and we'll pick up again next week. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you, Gary.